0: Look at Talk, a brand new episode, starts now. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. I'm your man, Victor, and guess what? Now, for the first 200-something episodes, we haven't had international guests. Now, in back-to-back weeks, we've had international (laughs) guests. First, my guest was in Canada last, not Canada, but the United Kingdom last week. Now, podcasting, this week's guest, podcasting out of Toronto, she's the host of the Pump Pump, the Pump Pump Chronicles podcast. It's Miss AJ. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing fabulous. Thank you for having me. I, I I appreciate you having me as a guest on your platform.
0: Yes, I appreciate you for coming through on the platform. And so you tell me you represent Canada and Jamaica. Yes. So I'm originally from Jamaica. That's where
1: I was born. And then I grew up in Canada. And then I've recently uh, migrated to the States. So I'm kind of like back and forth between all three. Uh, So this week I'm in Canada. Next week I'll be back in Virginia. And then the week after that, I'm headed to Jamaica. So. How do you do it? I
0: said, how do you do that? That's amazing. You all over the place. I mean, that's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what? I told myself
1: that this year, come hell or high water, that I wasn't staying indoors anymore and I wasn't going to stay locked up uh, and I wasn't going to succumb to the the COVID paranoia. I was going to, you know, make sure that I'm safe and, and take the per- necessary precautions. But, yeah, two years of not traveling, like two years of sitting still. No, that's that was enough
0: for me. I'm 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 good. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Although I'm in Florida, I want to travel too. I'm like, my goodness, it's like...
1: But you're near a beach, so...
0: Like, if I was I near
1: a beach, it wouldn't even be that bad, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I know it's near a beach, but of course, we got the problem of tourists coming yes. down here, you know what I'm saying? Um, driving up the price and everything. Yes. Can you believe gas prices are almost $4? I'm like, God damn! Okay. It's uh, I filled up my so I drive an SUV
1: and I filled up a couple of days ago and I was determined not to go anywhere because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to drive because then I have to put more gas, but it was, it was uh, about $125 to fill up. Oh my goodness, yeah, what? it hurt. It, like, hurt. I, it really did. And I was thinking, you know what I could do with $125? Like, what happened to filling up the tank for, like, $65, 70 $125? Like, it's just, it's out, of control. it's
0: out of control. Yes, it's out of control. I'm like, my goodness. I'm like, and I feel bad for people who have SUVs. Because I looked at SUVs. I'm like, oh, hell no. Don't like, do it. These things take too much gas. I need a hybrid SUV. I don't know if anybody's going to make them yet. But yeah. I need one i just... <laughs> I need one I can just plug in, just plug the motherfucker in. And just absolutely. Go. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I like this one. Te- Tesla, Tesla's looking like a good company right now. Tesla's definitely looking like their stocks are about to go through the roof if the gas prices keep going up. The, the electric cars are definitely the wave of the future, because this is
0: crazy. Absolutely yes. crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Well, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Tell me about the pump pump Chronicles podcast. So I'm going to
1: teach you how to say it. Pum. Say pum. Pum. Pum-pum. Pum-pum. Yes, right. Just like that. Pum-pum. The Pum-pum Chronicles. Because you can't talk to a woman and talk about, like, how her front is really... Because pum-pum refers to the vagina, of course. That's a, a Jamaican term for vagina. But you have to say it properly. So when you're, you know, you're talking to a woman and you're telling, like, she has a pretty pum-pum, you have to say it. You know, you got to say it the right way. So pum-pum.
0: <laughs> Um,
1: I got <laughs> <laughs> uh, So I drop uh, weekly episodes. Um, a lot of guests, different guests from different walks of life. Some professionals, some not professional. We talk primarily about sex, intimacy. Um, There's some conversations centered around relationship dynamics, um, but just a lot of positivity around sex and um, sex culture and debunking some of the taboos and myths that people have about sex and intimacy and just kind of um, trying to help people be more comfortable in discussing
0: sex, sexuality, and intimacy. That's real. Confession about myself. It took me to have a podcast to finally be comfortable about talking about sex and all that stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, cause I was kind of shy about it. But then after I did a couple of podcasts with people, I was like, you know what? Hey, this ain't so bad. And plus, the more you know you have to know it so absolutely um, you got to talk about it you know before it goes down yes. and you look stupid you know yes but it's i mean it's it's good to stay informed
1: it's it's good to get different perspectives um and there's a wealth of information i think that a lot of people just kind of view sex as being just a very basic You know, but there's so much that we don't talk about, Um, especially like if the sex isn't good. We don't really we don't not necessarily complain, but there's no uh, there's no debriefing. There's no dialogue about what your needs are, what your desires are, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, Just even in terms of like kinks, um, you know, fetishes like there's there's so much to explore in the world of sex other than just I don't know if I can I cuss. Am I allowed to swear? Okay. So there's so much more to explore other than just fucking. Like there's a lot more to sex and intimacy other than just the do itself. I think people have this misconception that sex is supposed to be uh, pornographic in a way or it's supposed to be like the stuff that you see in movies. And really and truly it isn't. There's so much that happens that people never talk about. And it's great that you have a platform now where you yourself have found comfort in discussing those things.
0: Yes, yes. You know what? No, I think the reason people don't don't talk about those things, I think is, do you really like the person or is this just a one night stand? You know, whether this is just because I really feel like if you like this person, you're going to have those conversations and you're going to go the extra mile to make it right.
1: Absolutely. And also,
0: to be honest, there are some people that if you have bad sex, you ain't trying to talk to mother again.
1: True. I mean, true. But what if you have bad sex with somebody that you actually like? Like, do you just let the sex continue to be bad because you don't want to hurt their feelings, or do you sit down and say, "Hey, this is something that we need to talk about"? I think that that's. I think because people are so uh, afraid of judgment themselves, or the fear of hearing that they haven't done something well, it also stops the conversation. But the truth of the matter is no matter how great we are at sex we can always be better. And the sex that I have with you may not be like the sex that I had with my ex. Do you know what I mean? It's like thinking that one way that you please a person is going to go across the board in everyone that you ever meet in life and everyone that you ever please, right? The way that I suck your dick may not be the way that you like it. And I may think, well, I'm fabulous because the last man that I was with for, you know, four or five years. He told me I was the greatest dick sucker on the planet. I meet you now, VJ, And VJ, you're like, that doesn't work for me. Like, I don't, what are you doing? I don't like that. You know, like, ease up. Go hard. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's always something to be learned because everybody's body is different. There's some basic things that kind of run across the board, person to person. But at the end of the day,
0: everyone's version of pleasure is different. Yes, that is so true. Like I said, because I remember one time I was able to get a girl from just playing with it. And then I tried that on somebody else. They were like, like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn. I'm like, the last girl, she was crying. She was crying her eyeballs out, shaking. Your ass is laying here like a damn statue. Yeah, so, waiting I, for to right You need to have those conversations.
1: Definitely. Absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, I think that people should be more open to receiving constructive, uh, constructive feedback, and they shouldn't take it as, as necessarily a knock. You know what I mean? It's like, you you have to love people the way that they want to be loved. And you have to have intimacy with people the way they want to receive intimacy, not just the way that you want to give it, you know, and the only way to learn how to please a person properly is by having those conversations with them and taking your ego and your feelings out of the discussion.
0: Yes, that's real. So now from a man's perspective, how do we ease into the conversations? Because we keep hearing from a lot of women that if we bring it up, it's like, oh, my God, you're just thinking about sex. Oh, my God, you're just, I don't want to talk to you. I'm like, damn. How do you have those conversations?
1: Yeah, it's it's... <sighs> That's a hard one because a lot of it is is maturity and the person being receptive to the dialogue. Um, I think if you start with them to, you know, start off by saying to them like, you know, babe, like I want us to have great sex. You know, I wanna make sure that I'm pleasing you properly. I wanna make sure that you're satisfied. You know, and I also want to be pleased properly and be pleased satisfied. It's not to say that we're having bad sex, but I think that we could have even better sex. I think that that's a good way of starting off the conversation by letting the person know that what you're interested in is not necessarily having sex with them all the time, but having the best sex with that person that you possibly can and expanding the boundaries of your intimacy. And like again, it's not, it's not, it shouldn't just be about like you know, putting it in, whap, 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 whap and then you're done, babe, did you come? Like it, That should never be the discussion, right? It should be like, what can I do better? What can I, how can I please you more? Do, do these things work for you? Is there something else that you need? Like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of trying to find out from the person what is better for them, but make them the focus so that they don't feel like what you're thinking about is just fucking them. What you're actually interested in is their pleasure on a whole.
0: Yes, yes, we need to get more of that. That's so real. And now what do you say to the ladies who are out there who just don't want to take a buddy or make it so the man got to do all the work?
1: Ladies, get your shit together. (laughs) Like, you have to actively, actively participating. Starfishing ended in the 1990s. Actively participate. There's no more just laying there and taking dick. You know, there's no more just two positions like you need to be actively engaged. You know, Um, the worst thing that could happen is that, you know, you think that you're having great sex with your partner and they're they're not having great sex with you. They're just doing it as a chore and doing it to get it over and done with, you know, get into it. There, there's, there's so many tools on the market. There are so many courses available. There's so much information out there to assist people in having better intimate lives. Take the shame, stigma, and embarrassment out of it. Use the tools and resources that you have available to you. Women, I'm, you know, and maybe this is a terrible, tragic thing to say, but if you don't actively engage your partner, somebody else will. You know, why Ooh. leave that door? But it's true. Why leave that door open for somebody else to come in? You know, I hear women complaining about like, you know, like giving their man head. They don't want to do that. And if that's something that he enjoys, why would you not want to give that type of pleasure to your partner? You expect it in return. So why would you not want to reciprocate that? Because I guarantee the ratio of women to men now, let's say it's nine to one. If you don't do it, there is a woman out there who will willingly. All the time, without yes. question, without begging, without asking. You know what I mean? Like she will say like, oh, that's my man. I'm going to make him happy. Like I know he's had a hard day. Let me go suck his dick. Let me give him some pussy. Let me give him a massage, run a shower for him and make a sandwich and, and just let him chill. There, You know what I mean? So it's like the things that you, you feel like you don't have to do or you're not willing to do, I promise you somebody else will.
0: Yes. And that goes for both sides too, because I know some men. I know some men that like I know, like I know DJ Khaled. He his ass probably said, like, he said, I don't even go down my woman. I'm like, I don't believe wrong with you.
1: I don't believe him. I honestly don't believe him. You know why I say that? Because (laughs) no, really and truly, I feel like okay. So like I know in Jamaican culture, you you have a lot of men who say they don't eat pum pum. They don't eat pussy. Lies. I know from personal experience. (laughs) lies in my own life in my own personal experience i know men who i know women who have talked to men and the man has said to them they don't do that and i know for a fact that they do they just don't want to do it with particular women i don't believe that dj khaled is out here letting his wife be unsatisfied by not licking her pum I, I, I refuse to believe it i think he just <laughs> does it for the grandstanding because he he associates and affiliates himself with jamaica quite regularly and the Jamaican culture, and they feel like that's a taboo thing and, you know, Jamaicans don't eat pom-pom. He's a liar.
0: He's an absolute liar. (laughs) (laughs) So stand with Jamaican culture. Like, why is that such a taboo thing? Why is that such a bad thing? Like, I mean, I'm, you know, I got the beard. I don't mind letting a woman steal my face, you know what I'm saying? So I know if I'm thinking that, like, why is that such a bad thing in Jamaica? you know honestly i i really don't
1: know because it's not even like it's a question that you can ask your el- the elders but it definitely is something that um is associated with a woman being unclean because you know that's where we bleed from that's where we give bit birth you know from and so when you think of it just in um, uh, theological terms, in religious terms, sex is meant for procreation. There isn't pleasure necessarily attached to it. And because that's something that's been taught historically for years, that sex is for procreation, sex is not meant for pleasure, sex is for procreation. No one ever, you know, thinks to say to themselves that, well, yeah, pleasure is actually an an aspect of it or part of it. You know, as, as, as the culture is shifting now, Um, I would say maybe like the last uh, 10 years or so, the the generations that are coming up are far more open minded because they're more exposed to things. And even some of the older generation, you know, they've they've done away with that old way of thinking. And so they're coming more around to the idea of pleasure on a whole. But you still can't ask them directly if they suck dick or eat pum pum. They'll just do it very quietly. The younger generation. Oh, they're out there lawless. They don't care.
0: They don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so our generation—we just don't give a fuck. We they, no,
1: they don't. They don't even care. They're about like they're about pleasure. They're about gratification. They're about happiness. They're about self-care, self-love, you know, and and, and indulgence. But I think, truthfully, like a lot of the taboos around sex and intimacy in Jamaica, it, it stems from um from a, the, like religious culture. It stems from um biblical culture. I think. If I'm not mistaken, our island has more churches per capita than any other island or country in the world.
0: Wow! Yeah, that that sometimes hearing that it just don't make sense because of the the stranglehold the church has on the community. Like if we could Absolutely. just teach our people financial literacy and how mm-hmm. to make money out here, that's what we need to learn and stuff. It's yeah. like, I mean, the church is okay, but what is the church doing? Just sitting there, you know, just you know
1: taking people's money.
0: It's all and it is. That's, that's
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> the good I that they're the people- doing for the community, you know. And the funny thing is, I mean, it's like, you know, you'll hear stories about pastors who are, you know, having indiscretions with members of the congregation, and you think to yourself, like, are you not the same one who's preaching, you know?
0: How, See, and how? Honestly,
1: like, those two things don't add up. Like the the math is not mathing,
0: you know. Exactly. And which is why, which is why I have the before joining church, you got to look at preaching some type of way, like, because I remember a story of a church I went to in Tallahassee when I was in college. Years later, I done left, and then I see a, hear a story that the pastor got caught messing around with the member. He's running around butt naked in the city because the member's husband got home and took his clothes. I'm like, Ooh. Now, I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Now, this church was in Tallahassee. We're hearing about it in Tampa. I'm like, yeah. They're, the gospel people talking about it. And then they say he was in the pulpit the very next Sunday. Like nothing happened. I'm like mm-hmm. that. And yeah, that type of hypocrisy. Like and
1: that's why I say, like, you know, if, if you're preaching anything, you know, talk about um safe sexual practices. Talk about, you know, sexual health. Talk about, you know, the the upside of of intimacy, because at the end of the day, we're all sexual creatures. We were all created the same way. Like someone fucked in order for us to get here. As crass Thank as that me. sounds, you, you know it, it, it just is what it is. Someone slept with someone and got they got pregnant and, and a child was, we all come, we were all birthed and born the same way or all created the same way. So it's like, you know, the hypocrisy of trying to make people think that sex is such a terrible thing. Meanwhile, you're running behind the church members and lifting up skirts mm-hmm. and having private
0: meetings. Come on. Like, it, yeah, it's very hypocritical. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, that's why that's why sometimes you just don't trust trust the church. It's like, you know what I'm saying, you wanna pray and meditate, you don't need a damn church for You just do that on your own. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, this is liquor talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. So go ahead and up that liquor <laughs> for this episode. I know I we didn't water. hit you with the first we done hit you with the first fifteen minutes, we didn't hit you with some crazy shit. Just keep on listening, y'all. So is it on your Canadian side, yes. is there still a lot of sexual roots or like is there a little bit more laid back in
1: Canada? Oh, they're absolutely all the way laid back. Um, They're very supportive. Like, you know, we have a lot of uh, services for young people. If they need condoms, they can go, uh, you know, get free condoms, Um, you know, sexual health uh, practitioners that they can talk to, you know, clinics, like our healthcare is free. So it's not even like you have to sneak and duck and, you know, go behind a tree to to talk to, to someone Or to get information everything is just very out there and very accessible for young people um you know for 22 years i worked in social services and a large portion of that was working with children and youth we did a lot of sexual health workshops um sex education is is something that's a a, a, you know uh, presented in in schools here without any sort of issue um we have a large uh uh, lgbtqia community here you know the pride parades everything is just very supportive and very open here. Um, there are BDSM and lifestyle communities here. Like it's, we're not as, um, uh, shy. We'll say
0: mm.
1: <laughs> not as shy then... about, um, sex and sexual practices. We have sex expos. Like, you know, it's, it's just very, it's just very open. Um, yeah, it's definitely one place. I definitely want to go where I think that sex is just like all kinds of freedom around it is, uh, Amsterdam. Their team. Really? Right now, yeah, teen pregnancy rates are very low, Um, uh, sexually transmitted STIs, their rate of STIs is very low, infidelities, um, rape, violence, like all of that is because they have a very open culture when it comes to the promotion, the healthy promotion of, of uh, sex and healthy sexual practices. I wish that's, some, that's something that w- could be adopted across the board because then people will be more aware. I think part of the, 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 one of the really bad things is not educating our kids, not educating our children so they know more than we knew, do you know? The amount of elders that I've talked to who, let's say they have kids, but nobody ever told them, like if, you know, they'll say, oh, don't let a boy touch you because you'll get pregnant, but they don't actually explain to you what that touching is, you know? So you have people who are walking around thinking like, oh, if he rubs me on my shoulder, I'm going to get pregnant. No, if he uses his penis and rubs his penis against your vagina on the inside and stuff comes out of it, then you're going to get pregnant, you know? It's just these weird conversations that we never have. And and we need to start having those conversations with our young people so that they can in turn you know, break those generational curses and, and, you know, stop the the promotion of um, inaccurate information.
0: Yes, they do. They really need to stop their promotion of inaccurate information. And also they got to be careful of who they fucking. And like, yes. if you know that you don't want to have this baby person while you're going raw? and also, why you so, why are so many people so okay with taking them plan B or going, going to see the hit, man? It's like, I understand yes. shit happens, but Y'all need to make a habit of it because that's going to destroy your body a long time. Mm -hmm. Mhm, mhm. I absolutely agree. Absolutely, that is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. I hope y'all are enjoying this talk. So let's get back to your podcast. I'm so. Hold on, sorry. I'm so jealous of your background.
1: I'm looking at the sun shining, and I know you're sitting outside, (laughs) and I'm watching you sip on your drink, and I'm so upset right now. I, I I'm envious. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm envious. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I know. I know. It's like, right. hey, you gotta enjoy Florida. You know, what I'm saying, because it be cold and it be raining. So sometimes, cold. when it's not like that, you know, cold. I
1: mean, you see, come spend a month in Canada during the winter. You would never use that word "cold" again to describe Florida. I promise you.
0: <laughs> you damn right, because all them damn Canadians come down here to Florida. <laughs> I'll see, be seeing the Canadian tags. I'm like. Oh, uh, shit. It then got cold up there in the city. Oh, yeah. And all y'all done came down here and stuff. Yep.
1: Overrun with snowbirds.
0: <laughs> yeah. We say get overrun with snowbirds. But I, I do want to go to Canada. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've been to like Niagara Falls, but I want to see Toronto, though. I can't yes. lie. You know what I'm saying?
1: But come in the summertime. Come come
0: uh, July or August are the best times
1: to come when the weather's really nice and there's
0: more things to do outside. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Because I feel like that's with any country, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not as not as cold but yes. I don't see how how the hell did you do it because it's like I've seen stories about Canada being negative below symptoms like how the hell and I didn't think black yeah. people know
1: that yeah I I and it's really interesting because you would think that coming from a hot country like Jamaica the choice would have been the south where it's still warm but yeah I don't know my my family migrated all the way north and sometimes like I don't know. There's there's no equivalent to how cold, it's like sticking your head in the freezer for ten minutes, and feeling your your beard frost up and your ears feel like they're getting frostbite. That's what it feels like on a regular in the winter time here.
0: And I bet it's impossible to drive because I know I, I'm pretty sure you've seen the stories about people in Atlanta and people down south. Yeah. Like whenever they got snow, they don't want yeah, to drive nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen in Virginia. Uh, was it last month or a month and a half
1: ago when Virginia got snow? And I-95 was closed down for more than 24 hours. Like, people were trapped on the highway because nobody knew what to, like, they didn't know how to navigate it. It's it's gotten that bad here. We've, uh, we had one year where they called in the Army to clear the snow because there was just so, it was just crazy. Like, you, no one could go anywhere. People were trapped in their homes. Like, it was
0: nuts. It was nuts. Wow. Shit, they better work from home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that wasn't, I mean, back then that wasn't a thing. Now people are, people are uh, quite comfortable working from home. So it's not quite as bad.
0: Yeah, of course it's not that bad. i like, everybody comes to work from home. It's like, but here it's like, now everybody's back working off. I'm like, can yes. y'all to just go back home? Shit. Because <laughs> now I'm having to sit in all this damn traffic. Because yes. y'all, y'all asses want to, you know, open, open, up open, open everything back up. Yes. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, this is liquor talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. On your last podcast episode, which I was checking out, do you have problems with communication? Because you're like, do I really gotta contact them every day? What's going on there? I need to hear this perspective. Okay, so I
1: feel like <laughs> when you're when you're in the talking phase uh of dating, um I think that it puts an unfair expectation on the person that they have to reply to you every day. Like you can expect, like, you know, everyone has their different feelings about what they want or what they're looking for in a relationship. But the reality is when you're just in the talking phase with someone, they could be talking to two or three other people as well, trying to figure out what the best fit is for them. Um, but you know, one like one of my guests said as well, people have full-time jobs, sometimes people have children. So the expectation that because you, like I have all kinds of freedom in my schedule, um, because I work for myself. I have the luxury of being able to be on my phone whenever I want. It would be unfair for me to expect, like, say, Vijay, if you and I were in the talking phases of getting to know each other and dating, it would be unfair for me to expect that you be on the phone with me for like an hour or two in the middle of the day because you work a nine to five. Should I be in my feelings because of that? No, will I be in my feelings because of that? Yes, but that's because of my own desires. But it's unfair for in the talking stage, especially or even at the beginning of dating, that you place that expectation on the person. Once you've established that you and that person are dating or even more exclusive, then you set you set out what the parameters are, but that needs to be a mutual discussion. I can't just say, well, you're supposed to know that you're supposed to talk to me every day from noon till two, when you're like, I'm at work <laughs> from noon till two. My lunch is only from 12 to 12.30, I need to eat. So what am I supposed to do? Spend a half hour of my lunchtime talking to you instead of eat? do you know what I mean? So it's just kind of those impractical things. Um, and I've even recently had to check myself about that, you know, with, with a friend of mine and saying like, am I unfair in being upset because he didn't reply to me yesterday and he replied to me the day after, but he's not my man. And we're not actually dating. We're still just getting to know one another. Right. So as much as yeah. I feel some type of way, it's unfair for me to place that expectation on him because we've never had that conversation. And the truth of the matter is we're still just getting acquainted. People get lost in their own desires so much so that they want to place their will on another person, and it's unfair, right? If you feel some type of way, the fairest thing to do is have a conversation with that person. But at the same time, you still can't have that. That's not your person. That's not your man, your
0: woman, or your other. You guys are still just getting acquainted. That's real. That that's definitely real. And also, another thing you gotta do is you gotta stop expecting you out of people. Because I had that same problem as well. Because it's like. I'm somebody, if I say we're going to meet, God damn it, I don't give a damn whether it's a rainstorm, snowstorm. I don't give a damn what's going on. We're going to meet, you know. So I'm going to find a way to make it happen. But you got to realize not everybody has that same energy. It's like not everybody has that same energy. And also, sometimes I do believe that if people want to, they will. But, you know, it does go back to what you, it does go back to what you say you got to be a little more understanding. But at the same time, it's like, do you really like me? But then you have to think too, time-wise, like how long have you
1: been talking to this person? If we've only been talking for two or three weeks, do I have the right to feel some type of way that they're not able to put forth the same type of energy? Like they've expressed interest. They give you the time that they have when they have it. They probably, you know, they try to go above and beyond a little bit more than they would normally. But at the same time, like people have, again, they have lives, you know, and you're not in sync with somebody because you're just acquainted with them, you know? So Just slow down, take your time, enjoy the first leg of the journey instead of trying to rush.
0: Yes. Do you feel like everybody's just trying to rush because it's just this generation and uh, we want it now?
1: Absolutely. The generation of instant gratification. And they want to post for social media. I find that, okay, so and maybe I'm wrong in thinking this way. But I feel like a lot of the reasons why people want to get into relationships nowadays is because they want to have somebody that they can post. Or they can say that, you know what I mean? Because it's like, we're the generation of putting everything out there for everybody to see. Right or wrong, good or bad, you know, it's it's people's personal choices. But people are not taking the amount of time that they need to either get to know the person properly or commit to the effort of getting to know the person. Like if you decide that, you know, I met you last week and you're the person that I want to be with, make a sincere effort of that, you know, make a sincere go of it. Don't just do it for the show of it. And if you're going to do that, then invest the time that you need to get to know the person you have people who are going in and out of relationships in and out of relationship. Then they want to turn around and say that, you know, the dating pool has pee in it and dating is trash, but you're not taking time to actually get to know somebody, you know, if like, like with me, like, you know, you, you have two days of work back to back and I'm not, you're not able to talk to me. So you shoot me a couple of quick text messages. You know, I'm going to say, fuck it. I don't want to talk to you because you know, now you're not available. Uh, You know, you're probably busy with some other girl and da, 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 da. Meanwhile, you're working back to back shifts. And when you get home, you're tired. And the only thing you're really thinking about is is sleeping. And you know that when you have the time, you'll contact me. People just have unfair and unrealistic expectations. And they want everything
0: now instead of working for it. Yes, yes, they do. And also, people definitely have the unfair expectations. And I feel like sometimes that it goes back to show how much you really like this person. Because if you like this person, you're going to be patient with them. You'll be patient with them. And I think people get burned out because they're patient with the wrong ones, but the ones they probably needed, they made they put them on eggshells and they give them hell. And I think that's why we get to a lot of the whole dating yeah. pool got to because y'all y'all giving the wrong ones at the time of day, and also you being patient with the wrong one, impatient with the wrong one.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, I completely agree with you.
0: Yes, and now also, what do people got to do to get back to art of conversation? Because I'm like. I know <sighs> that people haven't have lost art of conversation, I'm Like everybody got podcasts and stuff. It's like, come on so, now. But I think there's a difference. You have
1: people who people who know how to talk versus people who know how to converse, right? Mm-hmm. You have people who can, because they're interviewing, they can talk to anybody on the planet, but put them in a one-to-one personal situation, they don't have nothing to say you know what I mean? Because it's not scripted. Now you actually have to put in effort into allowing somebody to get to know you. And people, like, we're so used to emojis. We're so used to acronyms. We're so used to text messaging um, and and short form texts and that kind of stuff that people really don't know how to talk to one another. We've become a generation of people who are socially inept because we use our phones to do everything for us, you know? When you're doing a podcast, it's easy enough to talk to somebody because it's scripted. You, you start, there's a series of questions that you ask, you end, and that's it. You don't have to talk to the person again. You put out your episode and the episode does the talking for you. But if you were to have an actual conversation with that person about who they are, what they like, what they're into, what makes them happy, like it's it's difficult to do those things. People's attention spans like, are really
0: short, I find. Yeah, they are. They are, and, and and also I can be I can tell that as well. Even with the people I talked to them I've had on my podcast, I'm like, I'll be sitting in my head, I'm saying, Okay, I can't really have a conversation with this person ever because it's just like they're so they're so dull and they're just like they're wow. so headset in their ways. You're not you 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 seem cool as hell, by the way, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and you and a number of my other guests I've had on previously, y'all yes. seem cool as hell, but you know, in the early stages you're just like yeah we'll be saying the same thing you know
1: yeah i've i mean i've had a a guest i remember a guest on my podcast and talking to that person it was like trying to like i it was like pulling answers out of them because it's like you're trying to engage them in dialogue i ask a question and their answer is like yep i agree with that and then it's like Okay, well, why do you agree with that? Oh, because, you know, and they'll give, like, a very brief, a- and that's it. And then you move on to, and it was just very, like, stop, start, stop. Start. Like, there was no actual conversation. Um, but then watching her on her phone messaging someone, she'll like, type out, like, a whole, you know what I mean? And for for a lot of people, they've learned to communicate that way. And so when they're put in a situation where they actually have to speak one-on-one with someone and have an actual conversation, they don't know how to do that.
0: Exactly, and I find that's the problem with every this generation a lot. That yes. you know everybody's doing it, and then even our parents' generation, they be complaining. I'm like, y'all complain, but y'all asses be right there on the phone too. Like, yes. so how can yes. y'all sit there and complain? Like, so what do people need to do to have conversations? Just ask questions, or just be mindful of the questions they ask. I think put your phones down.
1: Uh, like, for, first and foremost, like, we, we are so used to having our phones with us all the time that, have you ever been in a situation where you're in the same room with someone, or you're sitting across from someone, and while you're talking to
0: them, they'll text you? Has that ever happened? That actually happened okay. to me one time, and it was my sister telling me something that, you know, she was like, hey, don't bring up this in the conversation, because we were sitting around with her man and she and um it's like she had texted me something random it just made right. me laugh loose me up so it's like right because but, just... but but think to
1: yourself had she not had the phone how would she have communicated that to you she would have had I to mean, pull you quietly to the side and say hey don't say such and such or she would have had to make some kind of gesture to let you know she's trying to get your the point is like we spend so much and i'm guilty of it as well Um, I try, though, when I'm I'm in personal situations with people, I will put my phone down. I will put my phone down or I'll put my phone away so that the conversation is between you and I, not you, myself, and the phone and your phone. I think one of the, the things that people need to start doing when they're having conversation with people is put the phone down and make a concerned effort to pay attention to the person and what that person is saying to you and what that person is communicating to you. You know, it's easy to get distracted because you and I are having this conversation. My phone goes off and while you're talking to me when I should be paying attention to what you're saying, I'm doing this. I'm looking over to see what's going on on my phone. You know what I mean? That automatically cuts the line of communication because now you're only paying partial attention to what I'm saying. Suppose I'm disclosing something to you about a past trauma. Suppose I'm disclosing something to you that's, you know, like something emotional that's happened to me, something that's really important that I want you to know about me and I want you to understand. Now I'm going to stop talking to you because I feel like you're more important, you're more interested in what's going on in your phone. So for me, one of the, the primary and key things when you're having conversation with someone, when you're really interested in getting to know the person, put your damn phone away. Whatever it yes. is there is not that much of an emergency that it can't wait until you're done.
0: Exactly. And also, and also one thing that should be a red flag in people's minds. If you're on a date with somebody, they just on the phone the whole time. I'm like, hello, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, are we going to talk or (laughs) is that phone? Because I've had to have me. I said, you know what? Okay. That was nice. Paid the bill. I paid my part of it and left. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, that's a sign to me that you're just not into me. You're just here for the free meal or whatever. And I'm like, nah. And
1: that's just rude like i that type of behavior is just juvenile and it's rude and it's disrespectful and i i don't support that at all you know um it's like we we want people to be invested in us but we're not taking the time uh to give them a reason to be invested you know it's like you look great on paper you look great online and then you meet the person and then they're rude you know they are not making the effort to get to know you they're not showing you that they're they're actually interested you know put put your phone away like there's nothing that can't wait. Not everything has to be photographed, to be put on social media. Not everything has to be like a video or a selfie to say, hey, look, I'm here. Spend time with the person that you're with and actively engage with that person. Ask them questions, let them ask you questions. You know, find out about them. So there's a thing that I do with, with people that I'm getting to know. Um, I call it 21 questions, and I give them, I give, I create 21 questions, just random questions, things that I want to know about the person, but I give them options, this or that. So it's like, you know, um, do you prefer cake or pie? Do you like uh, soda or juice? Do you like beaches or uh, the snow? And then based on their answer, it gives us something to talk about. So if you and I are talking and you say to me, you know if I say beaches, uh, beaches or snowy peaks, and you say snowy peaks, I'm like, okay, well, what is it about being in the snow? that interests you? Because I, myself, I like beaches. You know what I mean? So if we were to go somewhere snowy, what would that look like for you? And what, you know what I mean? So it it gives you something to talk about because I know sometimes dialogue can be a struggle and you're not really sure what to ask a person. And then, you know, coupled with people's shyness and, and people being reserved and not sure how much to disclose. It just, it gives you a chance to um, pick a person's brain without being too intrusive, but also gives you an opportunity to learn the person.
0: Yes, that is great. I'm glad you brought that up because now I'm about to have to learn you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I usually do this at the top of the show, but because the conversation was so good, I said, we're just going to ride with it. Okay. I'm going to do a thing called four a four question hot seat. I'm just going to pull from a deck of cards. I got four, I got a list of random questions, you know. Okay. So be where I usually pull of every suit. So hearts, clubs, diamonds, <laughs> fades. Okay. I will warn you to. The spade is the sex suit, so you know what so. yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> so, but you that. seem like the type that's not gonna. Because the last time I did this, I had somebody plead the fifth, and I'm like, damn. And if y'all, mm-hmm. if y'all listen to this, if she pleads the it, y'all gotta take two shots, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the first question is I, I pulled a two of diamonds. Okay. First question is Have you ever ghosted somebody, and why?
1: Have I ever ghosted someone and why? Have um, you ever just
0: said the hell with somebody, you know? Yes,
1: I, I did. Uh, this was maybe about 10 years ago. Um, and it's because I found out that the person is uh, actually married.
0: Oh, that's a good reason to ghost somebody.
1: Yeah, and I was like, uh, this is not what I signed up for. So that was like block, 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 delete block <laughs> fortunately the person didn't know where i live so they couldn't like just show up randomly but yeah that was a situation that i was not trying
0: to be part of at all hey i don't blame you, you know what i am saying I don't know i don't know what it is about married people they just get the confidence of a thousand meanwhile a single people we just reserved and chilling like we just we just reserved and we're just chilling for the right opportunity so absolutely
1: and i didn't feel like i, I owed him any explanation because he should have not lied <laughs> you should have disclosed that you had a wife so I could have decided whether or not you were somebody that I wanted to engage with or not. Like, that should have never been uh, something that forced my hand where you were trying to make a choice for me. That never, that would
0: never end well for anybody. I'm just saying. Exactly. Ooh, it's you lucky that we got the king of spades, we got the king of spades. That question is, what's the longest you've ever gone without sex?
1: Um, a year and... A year and seven months. It's about a year and seven you,
0: months.
1: How do you do it? <laughs> um, honestly, it just there came a point in my life where I was just um, I don't want to say fed up, but I yeah, I think I was just fed up. Like I just felt like I needed a break um from being intimate with anybody. Um. And just yeah, just tired of the uh, tired of the games, tired of the nonsense, tired of the foolishness, tired of feeling like my desires were not being satisfied. Um, and just tired of feeling like you know, I was just on this constant merry-go-round. And so I decided to get off. That was that's it. real. That's that's yeah, real. That's, uh, uh, that's I, understood, that's understood. Yeah, a year, about a year and seven months.
0: Yeah, so how did follow up to that. Did you have like a toy or rose toy? Because I see everybody's just obsessed with them now. I'm like,
1: Oh no. Well, this was, this was, this was years before the rose was, <laughs> this was years ago, uh, before the rose was ever created. But honestly, like I didn't even masturbate. I did, I did nothing. Like I just, I focused on, on other things. I, I focused on, uh, at the time raising my son and doing community work and my job, um, and, you know, the different creative arts avenues that I was part of. And and that was it. That's what consumed my time. Um, but even just, like, self-pleasure just wasn't even something that crossed my mind too much. Like, if I needed to, every now and again, I would. But it wasn't like, you know, let me break up my vibrator every night because I don't have a man and I feel hard up. It was never like that. I think because I was just so focused on other things, it just wasn't that important.
0: Wow, that's good. Hey. Hey, y'all, tell my people out there that's going through a drought, focus on other things. You heard it right here, y'all. Focus on other things. Yeah. And then the drought won't be so bad to where you're having to watch porn every night, you know what I'm saying? You know the funny thing is, sorry to to cut you off, but the funny thing is, like, there's no shortage of sex
1: out there for anybody. I just don't feel like that's a thing, you know? Sex isn't something that's ever going to go anywhere because there's people. As long as there's people sex will always be available. If it's a personal choice that, you know, you're waiting for a particular type of person to come along, or you're, you know, you're doing some spiritual soul searching, honestly, the best thing for you to do is make sure that your time is effectively occupied with, with things for you to do. And it's not to say that you have to have like a regimented schedule or a particular type of routine, but just don't give yourself enough time to sit and lament about the fact that you're not having sex. Um, and sex is always going to be around you. Like it's all across social media. It's in the movies, it's on the radio, it's in the podcast, like it's everywhere, you know? So it's not like it's something that you can escape, but if you give yourself a particular type of focus and you immerse yourself in other things that are pleasurable to you, it becomes easier. It really
0: does. That's real. That's real. All right. I got the next, you're two down, two to go. Got another question for you. You Got the eight of hearts. This question says, so, what do you find attractive in a man? <sighs> Physically? Physically, mentally, whatever. What, what attracts you to a man?
1: I love intelligent men, but I also uh, like men who have a good balance of um, being a little bit street. I, it's a it's a yachty thing because I'm Jamaican. Like we like when they're a little bit rougher on the edge. Um, but I definitely like a man who knows how to use his words and a man who is intelligent. Um, I have a thing about hands. I like, I like really nice hands, like the physical things um, and a nice smile and nice teeth. A great beard is definitely a plus, Mr. <laughs> BJ. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and and I, I like a man who is, you know, has the ease of conversation. Like we can talk about a number of different things. So we can talk about stocks, you know, in one conversation and then talk about, you know, riding motorcycles in another or, you know, that kind of thing, but that
0: kind of balance. That's real. That's that's great. All right. The last question is the tour club. What's one, what's one state you say, well, going back to the United States, what's one state you say you will never visit again? Like what's one place you will never visit again?
1: One place that I will never visit again. Oh, Louisville, Kentucky. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, what's wrong with Louisville? Uh, there's a man that I, I dated years ago that lived in Louisville, and he was just trash. He was absolute trash. Mm. Oh, because of, you won't stop. You won't stop
0: visiting a city because of a man.
1: Absolutely. There's nothing you, of interest. You, in, there's nothing of interest in Louisville, Kentucky. I promise you.
0: <laughs> wow, well, I feel you on that. Now, I guess the only reason I asked is because I did a podcast with some late. Some black ladies that were in Louisville, Kentucky. Really? Yeah, I think. Really? The, yeah, okay. I, think that, I take
1: I take it like, back. I'm I'm willing to rethink it. I'm willing to rethink it based on that.
0: I support black women. Yes, yes. I think it was about um somewhere in the 160s and 170s. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. I know they would tell me they were from Louisville, Kentucky. They were going hard for the Breonna Taylor movement. Yes. So. Yes. Like so. I said, I,
1: I'm I uh, I can be swayed. I can be swayed, but if it if it was up to me based on that, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, Louisville's not at the top of my list of places.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you. Um, <laughs> so, congratulations. You made it through without having to plead the fifth. You the real MVP. So, <laughs> now, we don't... I, I'm, I can either wait till you have me on your podcast we we just do, do, do this now, you know. I'll let you take a couple shots at me, you know. Okay. Uh, hmm.
1: Hmm, 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 hmm. Do
0: you have a particular kink or fetish? Believe it or not, I don't. All because it's like, I've just, you know, I've just gone through it just to, you know, have just go through the motions, you know what I'm saying? Let's just get this thing on, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes (laughs) you're just so excited to have it, you don't even think about your own, you you don't explore your own kinks or whatever. Right, okay. Do you believe in having
1: conversation? Um... Either during or after you've had intimacies with someone to find out how you've done. Are you a person that receives constructive feedback well, or would you just kind of rather go with what you know?
0: It all honestly, it all depends on whether or not you like the person or not. Honestly, at the end of the day, because it's like you might take the feedback and guess what, you're gonna apply to another woman, or you're gonna make it personal and be like, "Tell me what you need and tell me what you need and stuff." Because I'm always open to feedback and stuff, so. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) Let's do a. a, Oh, fuck Mary Kill. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, Jill Scott. Mary J. Blige. Sanaa Lathan.
0: Oh, let's see. We're going to kill Sanaa. Actually, no. We gonna kill Mary, you know. Saying, okay. you know, I'm sorry, Mary. Uh, we'll fuck the sure. now, and we'll probably marry Jill. Listen, that okay. concert. Listen, there's that concert. She showed up. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I need that. I need that every night. I'm like, yeah. oh shit. She's
1: <laughs> absolutely fabulous. She's yes. I know. Fabulous. I thought that. I was like.
0: What I'm like, bro? What motherfucker done did her wrong? Shit! Right, you right? Have like a woman doing that. Man, nah. come on now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is look at talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. You know, I brought up another thing. I was checking the news. I saw a story where a man and a woman agreed to have a baby, but just as platonic friends. Like, yeah. who does that? Like, why would you want to have a baby with somebody? Agree that y'all are just gonna be strictly platonic friends. How do, how does that even happen?
1: You know, as crazy as it sounds, I feel like it was a really responsible way of going about having a family. Because if I weigh that against people like Nick Cannon, who are out there breeding women left, right, and center and dropping twins in people like nobody's business, his thought process was. Well I really like her. I think that she would be a great mother. So yes, I'm going to go ahead and give her babies or give her a baby, right? So if I if I have to weigh, you know, the couple who said, "You know what, we're we're best friends. We're not lovers. We both want to have a child. Neither one of us are married, but we want to have a child that we can raise together and co-parent." That to me is far more responsible than him deciding to run around in the streets and drop semen in five or six different women and not parent
0: any of those kids. Yeah, when you put it like that, that definitely makes sense. It's like to come together with somebody, you know. But it's like, I don't know. So I don't know if I could just fuck my best friend and be like, sure. hey, let's have a kid together, you know. It's like, because I had that offer way back in college, and I was like, nah. But at the time, I wasn't ready for a kid, though. So. Right.
1: But if your best friend was to put that conversation to you now that you're more experienced and you're a little bit older, is it something you would consider?
0: It's something I would maybe consider. Because that's like I'm still not 100% sure on it because it's like the cost of everything is going up. It's like, my goodness. Very If money wasn't a thing. Right. If if money was not a thing. If money was a thing, I would definitely think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to have the baby with the wrong one because the wrong one, they're gonna, they're gonna do everything for you. They gonna, they might go Brittany running on your ass, meaning right. they'll try to clean you out and yes. keep the child from you. Yes,
1: and that's, but I think that's why you have a, a contractual agreement, and and that's one of the reasons why, like I, I would be more in support of that because that's actually something that people are taking the time to actually sit down and have conversation about. It wasn't like, you know, they had sex, she got pregnant and they're like, okay, well, let's co-parent. There was a conversation about it first, you know? And I know that people say, well, it feels very clinical and very sterile. Honestly, if the lesser of evils is him having a baby with somebody that he's he's not gonna parent the child with, or they're gonna have like a rough and ugly relationship where they can't co-parent, I would rather that scenario where they've sat down and had a conversation, drafted an agreement, have decided on XYZ versus the alternative. You know, like you said, a lot of people are having babies with people that they don't necessarily want to have a child with, but now they're trapped in this situation where they're fighting to co-parent with somebody who doesn't want to co-parent with them. I feel like that yeah. other situation is definitely the better option.
0: It, it It is the better option now that you sit down and have a conversation about it. It is the better option because it's something we never heard of. It's because we're right. so used to the toxic, the toxic shit, meaning people would just rather be out here fucking and then just randomly make a baby, you know what I'm saying? Rather than having people who are friends
1: come together
0: and just be like, hey, let's just co-parent this baby, so.
1: Because you know what? I, I think too, it's like, not everybody wants to get married. And I think that we live in a society where people are not wanting to accept that. I think we live in a society now where people are trying to hold on to the old ways of thinking that you have to get married in order to have a family, you know, Um, I can say like for myself, um, I have two adult children. My son is 27, my daughter's 24. And their father and I, we haven't been together for 20 years, but we have the best co-parenting relationship ever we have successfully raised our young adults because we had to have a conversation about what was, what was important and what was important was raising our kids. You know, it wasn't about the fact that we were no longer together. It wasn't about the fact that, you know, we have both decided to move on or the bitterness and all that kind of stuff. The point at which you, you, you break up the important thing and the only thing that's important is raising your kids in the best way possible. I feel like it's a responsible step for people to say beforehand We're not gonna be together. We're definitely not getting married. We both wanna have children. We both have a great friendship. We both have a great relationship. We're both responsible adults. We're both financially responsible. How about we have a child together? That way we both are getting our needs met, but in the most responsible way possible. It's okay. (laughs) A lot of times you have people that, Mm -hmm. like you said, that have children with somebody that they turn around one day and they realize they don't like the person and they regret having a child with the person. You know. I just yeah. I, I don't like i feel like it's the lesser of evils sorry i know you got stuff going
0: on in your background no listen listen all my mom's out right now they they don't know i'm recording you know what I'm saying? they did you know <laughs> okay. it's, it's, so it's like but i totally agree with you it's now that i think about it it is the lesser of the evils because i guarantee you there's a lot of women if they could go back in time to turn around and make the decision about who their child's father is Absolutely. it would definitely be somebody they would want to be friends with you know what i'm saying yeah. and um Instead of somebody they just mess around with, and they find out that this person is just a bum, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah and it's like you know people ju- they just gotta do their homework. At the end of the day, they just Absolutely. gotta do better with doing homework, you know. Absolutely. And by the way, you are really beautiful. I would have never guessed you had two adult kids. <laughs> Thank you. I do. I'm. I yeah. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, you know.
1: So I never. And they're, they're, I know that. That always guess, throws, throws people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I said that always throws people, it throws people when I, you know, like if I reference that for whatever the reason is, like, it's always that stop, like, you have
0: adult children? Like, what? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, that's a sign that Black don't crack. <laughs> black don't crack. See? Exactly. Exactly. Now, this being International Women's Month, so yes. what is the message you want to tell to all your fellow Black women out there? Uh, celebrate
1: your Blackness, Black woman. Celebrate your strength. Celebrate your beauty wherever you are in your life at this moment. Appreciate the, the, the graciousness of your life. Appreciate the greatness of your life. Appreciate the abundance of your life. You know, you may not be the size that you want to be. You may not be the weight that you want to be. You may not look a particular type of way. But trust and believe whoever you are, however you are standing in this moment. You are God's gift and you are beautiful,
0: period. Yes. Yes, y'all are. I definitely agree with all that. It's like, and it's another reason I still have hope. I still have hope that I'll come across a beautiful Black woman, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's still it's still a reason I got hope. So what's the plans for the podcast for 2022?
1: Um, doing more traveling and uh, interviewing people from many more walks of life. Um, I want to you know, interview a few professionals, but just kind of branching out um, and just expanding the the circle of professionals that I am in contact with um, and just having a lot more fun conversations with people. There are a lot of uh, podcasters that I've interviewed that people know them from podcasting, but don't know them personally. So I want to do some focus on, you know, not exposing, but giving people an opportunity to learn about their podcasters intimately. So
0: that's part of the focus. Mm. Hey, listen, you got somebody in Florida that's down for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I used to tell everybody, I might be in Florida, but I'm only a DM away. So, hey, whenever you're ready to have me on and make that happen, absolutely. You just let me know because I'd be down to come on that one for you. I asked and a last, lot of questions just to put that out there. And yeah, there's no pleading all, the fifth. You know? Okay. All
1: right. As long as you're good.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm like, bring them all. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever plead the fifth. You know what so I'm right. saying? I'll tell you what's what you want to know. Lastly, to get you out of here on this, yes. you got a dope platform. I done checked out a whole bunch of episodes. I Yay. liked it. I said, this is going to be a great conversation. Why do people need to subscribe to the Pum Pum Chronicles oh, See, you said it right. Yay. <laughs> I'm a quick learner, damn it. I'm a quick learner.
1: Love it. I love it. Um, So the, the podcast is on all streaming platforms where podcasts can be found. The Pum Pum Chronicles, that's P-U-M-P-U-M. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. And also the same for Twitter, the Pum Pum Chronicles. Uh, I have weekly episodes that drop. I think there are 107 episodes to date that you can check out all different types of guests. Um, we also have a segment where people write in to ask my, my personal opinion or advice about, uh, you know, a matter of different things. I'm 50. I've had a lot of life experience. And so people kind of, you know, want to pick my brain. So there are a lot of questions. There may be questions that you've thought about uh, asking that you're, you know, you may be shy. You may find the an answer on one of the episodes, but you know, definitely check me out.
0: Definitely. will. definitely. will. wow. You're as old as my mother. Tell your mama I said, yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll definitely tell you Say hey you know what i'm saying yo but i want to thank you for joining me you know what i'm saying i appreciate this time. i appreciate the vibe we this was a dope conversation definitely mm-hmm. eye-opening i look forward to doing this on your podcast yes like i tell everybody <laughs> i might be in florida but i'm just one dm away so whenever you're ready to make that happen we gotta make it happen if we gotta Absolutely. come back on look at us again if we gotta do that again <laughs> we will you know what i'm saying so yes. I'm down for it. I'm open to it. So I hope we get the pot again.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure.
0: No problem. And thank you to listeners out there for listening to Look It Talk. You can check out Look It Talk everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts at. iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, wherever. Apple podcast, Google Podcasts. Go ahead and rate us. We're also on YouTube as well. doing this video thing. Ladies and gentlemen, remember... Keep, keep pushing. The more you drink, the better we sound. Always keep pushing no matter what. We're going to get through this thing. Until next time, remember, this is that podcast. That's taking over for the 22 and the 23. It's looking, folks. Until next time, we out this thing. Deuces, y'all. Deuces.